Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Hello. Hi. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the very low budget, very low effort, very low input, output, questionable, makes you question your life choices podcast that I have called Tough Love Not Tequila, where I try to get sober and talk about spirituality and leveling up, but I can't really seem to do it because I am my own biggest enemy. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, man. It's so funny because I was telling my sister yesterday, like, damn, like, people really be asking me for advice and shit. And then I'm like, why? (laughs) Like, dead ass, why? Like, I be looking in the mirror every day. Like, girl, what's going on? What is going on with you? Really? Um, You know, <laughs> it's been a couple months and I've not been good at being sober. I've not been good at managing my emotions. And I definitely have not been good at sticking to a routine. And I just wanted to talk about why that is why why can't we do nice things for ourselves like even the like you know the small things that i talked about in my last episode but i want to talk about a lot i want to talk about a lot today okay um just because like my moods are so up and down and when i catch a good mood i'm like you know what i've i'm gonna be alone for the next fucking <laughs> 14 hours so i might as well take advantage of it but like i was saying i get off track you already know this if you listen to this um often or whenever i post but <clears throat> i guess she, she was like uh isn't it because like you have a self-help podcast low-key like she didn't say it was self it's just your podcast and then i i consider this as health self-help um maybe self cry out for help um if that if i could also just make that a genre for for me because I, I need it um you know i was thinking today i was scrolling on my couch um, I've been pretty depressed lately. I know I don't sound that way because I'm a manic depressive, so I do really good at hiding it. And then I just like really break down when no one's around for long periods of times, just so I can save and harbor up whatever normal energy, quote unquote, normal, normal, happy energy, so I can put on a front to other people. And I realize when I'm around people and have to pretend like I'm not fucking depressed or I'm not sad or whatever and I have to put on a front I slowly get more and more angry because like I'm angry with myself because I'm not being authentic I'm angry with the people around me because like shouldn't they be able to know aren't they mind readers and then I like why don't they communicate but then I don't communicate anything to them either and then when I do it's like I'm so fucking angry blah blah, blah whatever you know and so that's why I sound like I'm not but scrolling on TikTok as I do TikTok's been getting me through many of the long stretches of hours of my day at this point just because I'm like I have nothing else better to do, you know what I mean? And um, I was just thinking, like, damn, TikTok is so much cheaper than therapy. And then I was like, oh, my God. Why am I not in therapy? I need to find a therapist again because I ghosted my therapist. Um, Anyways, so it's so funny. I was like, why do people ask me for advice when I'm literally such a fucking mess? Like, I am a fucking mess. And like, I think I'm just gonna like embrace it at this point. You know, I'm just gonna really address it. You know, with myself every day, I'm gonna look myself in the mirror and be like, you're a mess, but you're still a bad bitch. And you can still be happy. And you can you are the creator of your reality. You know what I mean? But are you? Are you? Because um, capitalists are running the world and everything costs money. 
and breathing seems like the only free thing you can do nowadays. And I'm just like, ah, so, you know, it goes in the loop. But yeah, it's just like, I mean, my DMs are literally always open to advice. So I like giving advice. I feel like I'm pretty good at giving advice. Following advice, not so much. I do not follow my own advice. I'm really good at telling people what to do. Not really good at telling myself what to do. And not very good at listening to people who tell me what to do. You know, and I look back in my life and I'm like, damn, if I really just listen to some people every once in a motherfucking while, in a motherfucking while, not even all the time, girl, just every once in a while, just shut the fuck up and do what somebody else says, follow someone else's advice. And, you know, I have a mom that sends me like, you know, little Oprah videos and inspirational shit like that. And like, you know, corny quotes. And I don't be listening to any of that shit. I just like don't. And I'm just like, what? (sighs) What is wrong? What is wrong with you, girl? What is wrong with you? Anyways, so I've just been on TikTok a lot, guys. And let me tell you, I mean... I made a joke about it being, like, cheaper than therapy, but damn, there's a lot of shit up on here, and it's really been making me think about a lot in my life, a lot about why I am the way that I am, and why, like, I mean, I'm not the only, and and the thing is, it's, like, it's not about me. It's, like, damn, there's so many other people that can relate to, like, the mental health shit on there, or, like, the breakup, or the toxic relationship shit, and... I mean, I guess it gives you hope. I'm like, damn, like this really has that many people on there. And like, this is so relatable. And this is literally exactly what I needed to hear. Um, You know, so I guess like running away from my old therapist and not getting a new one and then running to TikTok and thinking just because they start with the same letter, they'll do the same thing for me. Um, Maybe that's kind of working out a little bit. Probably not. Probably should just get back on the boat. (laughs) Oh, my God. take a sip of my diet coke which is like my diet right now I don't want to talk about it and don't even like think like every single time I feel like I talk about having a bad diet I automatically think like people are gonna be like wow her pussy must taste disgusting it doesn't um (laughs) but it doesn't I like we I'm not even gonna address why I know that if you've been following my posts on social media or like on twitter and shit you know why I would probably actually no you wouldn't know what am I talking about if you follow me a certain place, you'll know that I know what it tastes like. Anyways, what am I talking about? <laughs> Feeling a little manic. Feeling a little manic. I had like two pieces of chocolate and I haven't really, um, you know, felt even remotely okay. I was listening to Jesse Reyes today. I don't know if anyone's going through it. I'm going through a breakup. Are you going through a breakup? Listen to her. I would recommend these songs. Actually, I should do like a whole podcast episode of just like um, different sad girl songs because <laughs> I'm really good at finding them. Um, I don't know that "Till Death Do Us Part" "Till De- Till Death Do Us Part" album is kind of like there's a lot. There's a lot. So that's kind of what I've been doing lately. I, I wake up. I lay. Um, and then I let reality bitch slap me a few times, and then I think about the dreams that I had, and what they mean, and I've been having these murder dreams, and then my bestie, Ekta, shout out Ektiti, um, she told me that, she sent me a screenshot, and it's like, uh, you're going through a transformation, um, and like, you know, a loss, and 
you know, you have depression because of somebody in your life. And I'm like, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So yeah, I reflect on my dreams because I'm just like one of those people that I just feel like they have to mean something. So I like to pay attention, okay? They have to mean something. Your subconscious is so important. I feel like that's what controls your dreams. And if you're not paying attention, then what the fuck are you doing? Um, and then I like phone and then I go on my fun site and I respond to shit and then I check how much money I made and then I get off and then I go on social media and then I'm like, this isn't good for me. And then I look at all these people posting shit that I literally do not give a fuck about. And I don't even care to post right now, but I have to be posting like, you know, I have to, that's just how it is. Uh, just cause you know, um, if you know what I'm doing for the cash money right now, like, it's just going to be, it's important for me to just, like, constantly be shoving my shit into people's faces. <laughs> That's kind of sexual. Um, just kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm, like, over here last episode. I'm not going to talk about my personal life at all. And I'm, like, I, I just get on here, like, the next week. And I'm, like, I need to talk about my personal life. <laughs> and it's just, like, you just need to get shit off your chest. I just feel like. I'm just not the type of person to keep it all bottled in. I can't, like, I can't function. And I've really been addressing my feelings, like, no, try not to use any coping mechanisms right now. Like, I'm not trying to, like, drink the pain away, smoke the pain away, fuck the pain away, um, get attention the pain away, body, party the the pain away. Uh, I'm just, like feeling it you know I'm just gonna let myself feel it if you're going through something and you're like me and you've just kind of like always had like 50 unhealthy ways to deal with life then yeah it's actually not that bad like it's like the feelings come and then they go like I mean I'll cry like five times a day now but once I get out of my system, I feel a little bit better. And then I finally reach this weird point of mania once <laughs> every once in a while that like makes me remind me, like reminds me I have energy and, a, and somewhat of a personality and I'll be okay, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot has been going on, y'all. Man, what can I say? What can I say? So much. Um, but yeah, TikTok. I like saw a TikTok and it was basically like what, <laughs> oh, like the basically the effects of being a toxic relationship and then how do you carry those behaviors into your next one? And I've been thinking a lot about this. I've been thinking about this way more than I ever really have ever since I left my toxic relationship. If anyone doesn't know, I was in a relationship that ended like mid two thousand nineteen. It was almost three and a half years. Um, no, we're not friends. No, I don't talk to him. No, I don't really try to think about him. Um, yeah, he's just not, I'm not here to drag anybody, but like, it was just like, uh, it's been a year and a half now, you know, and man, I felt like the last year and a half, I just never really addressed how I really felt about it. A year and a half of like, getting into another relationship and hooking up with people and partying and drinking and acting like I don't care, you know? And it's like, there just has to be a point where it's like, you realize you do. Like, I, I, 
I feel like I just, I've never really given myself the space to really heal from that. And I feel like I've been focusing so much on sobriety as a problem, but underlying the sobriety and underlying like all, like the triggers and the, and the drinking are like these things that are very much rooted in my toxic relationship. And then those roots go towards like my desire to be loved and like my fear of being abandoned that all go like are rooted to my childhood and like they all kind of connect in this way and I feel like that's what I've always tried to get the point across like I I feel like when I say it's not like drinking is a problem it is a problem I'm not denying that but I think people like hear those words come out of your mouth they don't hear anything after it's like there's much more to uncover underneath that and I never really gave myself a fair chance to heal on my own and really be honest about how fucked up that shit made me like that shit real really fuck you up and um like for me personally I don't know if like this is basically if you if you are were in a toxic relationship and you were kind of like me where you just kind of kept it pushing you kept working kept hanging out with your friends went straight back into the dating pool got another relationship Um, you never really like took the time to really be sad sad like you took the time to be depressed for weeks and like the depression where it's like can't sleep can't eat like you you never let yourself listen to sad songs and cry you never let yourself listen or watch you know um movies and romantic movies and cry you never really like gave yourself the space to really be honest with anybody around your feelings and and for me I'm just reflecting that uh I never gave myself the space because I was coming out of some something so chaotic and abusive and, and, and abusive. And I, when I say abusive, I mean like physically, mentally, emotionally, and physically ties in with like sexually as well. So like for me, I felt like I couldn't be sad about it. You know, everyone was like, why would you ever be sad that that person's not in your life? You know, and no one ever directly said that to me, but that's just like some something I made up in my head. And maybe it wouldn't have been like that. Maybe, maybe I could have talked to somebody. I definitely probably could have talked to a therapist about it. But at that point, like I didn't go, like I wasn't so gung ho about like fixing, quote unquote, fixing myself. I thought I'd be fine. I was like, you know what? I'm fine. I'm tough, you know? I can overcome anything on my own. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about him. I don't give a fuck about anything. I'm Gucci. And now it's so blatantly obvious, like, I'm not. (laughs) I'm really not. And I want to heal that part of me so fucking bad because I don't want to continue to hurt other people because of my issues. And I don't want to let, like, if you were in a toxic relationship with somebody and they fucked you up, and y'all aren't together, and you go meet someone good, and but you still have all these fucking talk, like, you have that baggage, and that baggage, uh, it makes you act a certain way in a healthy relationship, that could, because you're just not used to that shit, um, then you then and, and and then you just keep doing that shit and then you lose another person and you don't heal and then you get another person and and you, then you do the same shit you can't accept that it's healthy you're so used to this toxic shit and then you keep doing that and it's like you look back and even though you're not with your ex anymore it's like they're fucking winning they're winning bro like they're they they fucked you up and they got to like got to make sure no one will ever fucking love you the way that 
they like you know like i mean i remember my ex would tell me she like no one will ever fucking love you no one will fucking be with you no one will ever want to marry you no one will ever want to have kids with you all this bullshit and like you know honestly like at, at that time at that time i was like well i don't give a fuck that's not what i want and then i fell in love and i was like shit fell in love out of nowhere and i was like fuck all of a sudden I want all these things, but then it's like, I'm so used to the toxic shit. I'm so, and it's like, there's a part of you that you're used to it and like you expect it and you kind of like, you get addicted to that shit. Like this, this podcast really is about addiction in all, all avenues. Like we can become addicted to anything really. And I got addicted to that rush of toxicity, like the fighting, the making up and like feeling like, like quote, feeling closer after a fight. Like we made it through this shit, but then you look back and it's like, bro, we created all this bullshit instead of just fucking loving each other. And like, yeah, healthy love can feel boring to people that have been in toxic and abusive situations. And, like, I need to get out of that fucking headspace. Like, I'm so fucking dramatic and it's childish. Like, all the memes and shit that you see and you scroll on fucking Instagram and Twitter and shit about being toxic. Even on on, on, on fucking TikTok. I got on Toxic Girl TikTok and, like, I would have lived for that shit, like, a year ago. And, like, I've slowly been realizing, like, I like that shit ain't cute. Like, I want to, like, I want to work on my issues. I want to feel passionate about loving myself. I want to, I want all that shit. And, like, I just couldn't do that at, at the time when everything unfolded with me and my ex. Like, me and my ex, like, we met at a weird fucking time in my life. And I wasn't, I've, I've never ended up in a relationship really with the intention of being in a relationship. I basically was using my ex at that time. This is my abusive ex, not my, I won't make that clear. This is the one that ended in 2019. Which, like, if you know me, I was, like, I don't really hide my relationships on social media. Like, I post so much. So, like, for me, like there's a part like I think that I've been in relationships where like I realize that they're not posting me and like I'll try not to post them on my shit because I feel like you know you gotta unlock like it's gotta be mutual but like then I feel like shitty like I don't want to be like that I don't want to be like oh hella petty it's like if I want to post you I'm gonna post you like I'm happy to be with you I'm proud to be with you like I, I, I love you like you know what I mean that's just always been so obviously that means that anyone who is a follower of mine gets to fucking see who's who's fucking Sonia dating and like you know it sucks because it's like then you go back and like you archive all the posts or like if you're me if you're me you delete them because like you never want to fucking like see that shit like I remember like I mean I've just done so much reflecting like on on all that and um so just making that clear it's it's that guy and, and he's it's, he's long gone. I don't talk to him. And it's just like such a bad situation. Um, but for me, like I never really looked back, um, on that relationship. I, I didn't, uh, there, there were times when like, I feel like we infiltrated each other's lives and like, you know, just like anyone that's um, been in an abusive situation, like, you know, they fucking, they fuck you up and they manipulate you. And like, I just, like, I've always, like, carried this big-ass shame about it because I'm just a strong bitch. Like, I come off kind of aggy. I am aggressive. Like, I, I, like, and I wasn't so much before this relationship, but, like, everyone that knows me my whole life, I've kind of just been that way. But when it came to my relationships, I definitely had a softer side um, until this toxic-ass bullshit, this abuse, this fucking, like, crazy-ass shit 
happened. And um, I don't know. I just became a different fucking person and I fucking hate it. Like, I don't like it. I, I, I know that there's so much in me that has become better. Um, after that relationship, there's a lot, a lot of things because I refused to look back and reflect because I was like, I can't look back. Like, that shit is so painful to me and embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing that someone like me, <clears throat> I'm fucking strong. I don't take no bullshit. Like... I stand up for myself. I'm not passive. Like, the fact that someone got in my fucking head that, like, I personally thought was an idiot at the end of it. And then I look back and I'm like, this person's so fucking smart because they fucking fucked me up and I didn't even realize it. They flipped the script on me so many fucking times. So many times. And, like, the only reason why I've, like, realized to the degree of how fucking chaotic and, like, fucking disgusting that shit was for, like, three and a half years was because I finally looked back. It's been, like, a year and a half, and I finally really fucking looked back. And, like, tell let me tell you, it was not fun. Um, It was not fun. <laughs> I want to cry just thinking about it. They're just, like, oh, my God. Like, Let's let's put this in perspective. I was with this person for three and a half years. Um, this person like never could really keep a job. Um, never like really like spoiled me or anything like that. Um, he posted a lot, but he didn't really post me. Um, whenever we get in a fight or whatever, he'd tell people we weren't together. He would go on dating apps while we were together and tell people we weren't together. Sliding in girls' DMs, embarrassing. Um, he would talk to girls that he used to fuck with before me while and say, like, yo, we're just friends and shit like that, knowing full well, like, that she'll send you nudes and all this weird shit. Um, he just did a bunch of shady shit. Um, and, like, I feel like three months into our relationship, I just kind of knew. Like, I was like, you know, like, and, and, and I, I haven't had a hard time leaving a relationship in the past. And my ex-boyfriends can attest to this. I'm usually, like, if I, if I don't like your behavior, if I don't see in your future, I'm like, we're good. We're cool. Like, it's just not going to be for me. And I move on. Like, I don't really in contact. Because, like, I just personally, like, I feel like there's so many people, billions of people in the world. If it's not going to be with you, um, we don't need to be friends. Uh, that's just me personally. I can make another friend. I can make another friend that I never had feelings for. I can make another friend whose dick doesn't hasn't been inside of me or in my mouth or in my like. I can make a friend. I don't need to keep you in my life. Um, for me, like I feel like it stunts growth. It just like it's just like it's a comfortability thing. And you know what? Like, how many times have you been friends with an ex and y'all end up fucking or like it crosses the line. Like I remember I saw my abusive ex. I never really have spoken about this. I saw my abusive ex, um, after everything happened. Um, first of all, if anyone wants, uh, this is just going out of order. So three months into, let me just do the timeline here. Um, three months into it, I knew he wasn't for me. Um, I had a pregnancy scare. Um, Thank God I didn't have his baby. And that really put shit into perspective for me. And mind you, like, this was, I was 24 when I met him. Yeah, 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Um, geez, time flies. Um, 
So like, I don't know if you ever had a pregnancy scare or gotten pregnant with someone and had not kept it, which is, um, yeah, I did the second one. So I got pregnant and I could not, I didn't keep the baby. I didn't keep the baby. And let me tell you, I found out I was pregnant and not even one second went by. <laughs> I was sitting right there on the computer, scheduled my appointment. It's done. I'm not keeping this shit. I don't want, I don't want a child with him. I don't want a family with him. I don't see a future with him, period. That's how I felt about it. And I broke up with him that day. And then fast forward, this motherfucker's in my neighborhood. <laughs> and this is like, I look back at, and I bring up this story because it illustrates the beginning of me accepting unacceptable behavior. And it also entails why, like, it, it, it's like the turning point of me accepting it and also me thinking it's normal. And also in my future relationships, thinking like, this is what a guy does to um, show you that he loves you and he wants you which is not true. Uh, if a guy loves you and wants you, he respects your boundaries, he respects your opinions, your choices, and he respects your space. So when you break up with him, he doesn't show up in your neighborhood because he can't accept it. You know what I mean? So anyways, turns on the waterworks, all this shit. And mind you, I'm fucking pregnant. <laughs> and I'm young and like, this is like the, and he's older, obviously. Um, he was in his 30s, so yeah, uh, he's 31, I think. Um, he's older than me. Obviously, he's been around the block. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know how he did it, but I ended up telling him, you know, I'm breaking up because I'm pregnant and I don't want to tell you and I, like, don't want to keep it and I don't want to have a baby with you and, like, you know, all this shit. And he's just like, then he cries even more. And like, you know, he's just like making it about him. Like, I can't believe we're pregnant. All this shit. All this shit. And like, he wanted to low key keep it for a second. I feel like he was more sad. And he wasn't sad that we were breaking up. He said that I got pregnant and we couldn't keep the baby. And I was just like, oh God. Anyways, I didn't end up breaking up with him. I took him back. Like it was fine, you know? And he really wanted me to like go over there. I did the pill. He wanted me to go over there and like, go through the experience with him. And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> I'm just that type of person. Like if I like, like, and then that illustrates like how I felt about him as like a partner. Cause like, if you think about it, if you're going through something like that and you love someone and you feel safe and protected with them, you would jump on the opportunity to have them there for you as support when you go through something like that. It's like, and I'll maybe make a whole episode about this and my experience with it. Cause like, I'm obviously an open book and I'm telling you guys all my fuck ups. Um, and I think it's honestly very much, it's not portrayed accurately at all. In my opinion, um, it's the most fucking painful and depressing thing like that I have done. One of, one of the, probably in the top five or 10, and, um, it took me a long, like, it, it fucked me up a little bit more than I really thought physically and emotionally. But yeah, so I didn't feel safe with him. I didn't feel protected by this time. Like we hadn't really gotten physical with each other. I just like, oh, I was just like, I was just wasn't happy and you know, whatever. Anyways, took him back anyways, did the whole thing on my own. Um, which I'm happy that I did because I don't think he would have been helpful to me at all. He was just kind of like one of those guys that he's just like, you know, there's some guys or there's some people that are just naturally caring and like, 
Like they'll, they'll show you, like they, they can take care of you. Um, I feel like I'm one of those people. I like taking care of people. I like, I, I like, I want to comfort people, especially when they're going through shit or, and I, uh, yeah, he was probably wouldn't, he wouldn't have been able to understand it. And it just, you know, and his house was low key kind of dirty. I was not trying to bleed all over the place up in there. Um, it would have never been properly cleaned unless I did it after I was feeling better. So yeah, low key shade, but I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So after that, like, we would just get in these crazy fucking fights. And mind you, so, like, these are drunken blowouts and shit. I did some crazy shit, too, so I'm not gonna lie. Like, I busted his window one day. But, like, dead ass because, like, I was fooled. Like, I didn't want to fucking be with him. Like, and everyone was telling me, like, you should not be with this guy. You should not be this guy. We get in fights. I block him. I block him on everything. And then he'd fucking email me. He'd pull up at my job. He'd pull up at my work, like my house. Like he'd pull up. Um, and I'm not saying I never did this because this is the beginning of the relationship. So towards the end, like it's towards the end, it's like you start thinking that shit is normal. So like I would pull up at his house or like, you know, I wouldn't pull up at his job. Um, he barely ever had one anyways, broke ass. But um, I I would like, you know, I wouldn't accept it, and I feel like those things didn't just, like, rant, like, that, that behavior didn't go away for me, um, but, like, I was just kind of, like, becoming more and more like him towards the end, like, I feel like that's the fucking fucked up part, is, like, I started behaving very much like him, and, you know, it's, like, two toxic people bumping heads, it's not gonna fucking happen, maybe one, and then the one accepts it, but two people becoming toxic, like, eventually shit's gonna hit the fan and it did um it did oh man did it um before I talk about like our breakup and everything like that I will say I did like I read all of his emails like I read all of them and I was just like oh my god I cannot believe I really didn't show anybody these or post any of this shit because it's fucking crazy um, just like the doctor, like, what is it? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde bullshit. And then I'm like looking at my behavior in like the past year and I'm very much like that. And I was just like, bro, <laughs> why did I ever think this shit was okay? It was really not okay. Um, it was like, let me, I'm trying to pull this up just so I can like illustrate the shit that I was dealing with. And mind you, this guy's in his 30s. I'm in my mid-20s, so mm, cringe. You know, like, and you know, you think it's all cute dating these older guys when you're in your early 20s, but mm, is it, is it, girl? Because I realized real quick, like, I should have, I didn't realize real quick, it took me three and a half years, but you know, age really is not that big of a determining factor. <laughs> you really just got to fucking, uh, you really gotta fucking, I cannot believe this guy. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I don't even see the point in, um, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> okay. This was like the last year we were together. This is a couple, um, Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> I helped you through relapsing of your eating disorder without throwing it in your face. And then he like continues to old, like say all this shit about it. And I'm just like, who throws that shit in somebody's face? And he did not help me um, with anything. I had very much an eating disorder throughout the whole relationship. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Um, <clears throat> Oh, I don't want to read some of this shit because it's like kind of revealing too much about the situation and I don't really want to, but, um, he called me a cheating bitch for going out the day after I like got him and his friends into a, a music festival. Um, you saying shit about me being a model and how it would suit me because I'm narcissistic and all this shit. Um, um, and he always had a problem with people following me. And um, that meant that I always kept one eye wandering. And I, and whenever he called me out for me letting follow me, I made a big deal and said I, he was being a jealous asshole because I'm not allowed, I wasn't allowed to like let anyone follow me. I wasn't really allowed to post really anything with a huge issue. Um, <clears throat> and then there was like, towards the end of a relationship, like I was getting more experimental like with like what I would do like drugs wise and beyond. And I realized like I didn't want to do them with this guy like I just did it I didn't want to do them I would do them with literally anyone else and like again it's just like it goes to show that you don't feel safe and you don't feel comfortable and like you shouldn't be with somebody whatever and then this freaking guy literally has to be like i like um I just I just asked about why you would do mushrooms with friends and not do them with me just an honest question that you wanted to get offended about as usual so you know what you go enjoy your trips with your newfound friends that don't, really don't know you <laughs> I'm like what there's just so much in here um thanks for being a decent human I hope was like at the end oh, okay let's see let's see there's some like shit about oh Um, if you ever had any kind of love, okay, he thought he was so hellbent on like thinking that I fucked this guy that I didn't, I didn't even talk to this guy. I ended up going on a date with him after we broke up and like, he didn't even have any money on his card and I had to pay for our date. So like, you know, there's the universe always trying to teach me a fucking lesson. Like, girl, don't give your energy to these broke men, but I did it anyways. It's fine. I found one broke guy. I got out of a relationship with him and then I found another one. Um, but he was just like saying stuff like, um, if you have any kind, like, this is after our breakup, you guys, and, like, he's still emailing me, like, if you ever had any kind of love for me, or have ever, you would convince me that you didn't have sex, sex with that ugly ass, that you didn't suck his dick, and that you never had done so, don't do it, and I'll live with it, and go and get checked regardless, thanks for being a decent, like, what? We're broken up. Like, why are you asking shit from me? Like, and like, this is before our big blowout. So we were broke. Like, we were broke. We were broken up. Like, we weren't even like fucking with each other. Um. And then let's see. This is the same day, <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it's a, this is the same day. Like, this shit makes me laugh now. Um, another email. I'm sorry. I'm just really hurt. 
and I love you so much, so I'll leave you be now. And this statement, I'll leave you be now, they never mean it. They never leave you alone. Like, they really don't be leaving you alone. They really don't. And, like, now I, like, can see how that interferes with my behavior. Um, then there's just, like, a fucking screenshot. Let's see. He sent me a screenshot. Um It's so funny because, like, I texted him during a breakup and I had blocked him. This is, like, this is, like, going back in time. I'm not doing any of this in order because I didn't really plan this. But so, like, before all those emails, like, I just said, peace to you. It was really good when it was really good. And then I blocked him because I was just, like, I just don't care. Um, <laughs> so quick to play the victim and thirsty for random validation from people that support you being a cheater. I never cheated on him. Um, live your lies. I don't care anymore. Tell your stories and play a victim your whole life. Um, I don't think I was a victim in this situation. I just think uh, it was just fucked. It was all fucked. Um, telling me to use a condom, I hope you... And I did tell him to use a condom. Like, I was just like... I, mean, I know that's a petty thing to say, but, like, I was just like, go on, live your life. Just use a condom. And it was fucked up. But he did have, like, two STD scares at the beginning of our relationship when we weren't officially together. So... And I would never, ever make him feel bad about it. But, like, you know, this seems to be a recurring thing with the guys that I just... <laughs> um... um and he said that the same guy that he keeps thinking that I like hooked up with or whatever he's like um hope you hope you did that with him um and this will be your final goodbye right that it's fine if you were dogged that I'm positive you got some disease and so do I now so I'll make an appointment like I said like like I don't know I don't know he was really like hell-bent on like saying that I cheated on him and gave him a disease. It's like, go get tested. Like, you should be getting tested anyways. You shouldn't get tested because of me. And then he brings up our first first date. He goes, LOL. Also, we raw-dogged on our first night. So, I mean, be as high and mighty as you are. But you and I know who you are. Peace to you and your cheating ass. Again, I still stand by the fact I never cheated on this guy, but whatever. Um, but yeah, that's just like when apparently he still liked me. But I have, those are from 2019. I have, this is how many emails I have. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. <clears throat> 29 emails from 2019. Um, and that's the, that's the year that we broke up. Um, why are there 29 emails, you might ask? Because I kept trying to break up with him. And I would block him. And then he'd email me. And he'd keep emailing me. And I'd be done. And I'd take him back. But... No one would know we were back together because no one would approve of that. So he would hide me and he would lie to other people and he'd go on dating apps and he'd DM other girls and he'd do whatever the fuck he wanted to um, as long as he still had his like fucking um, his claws in me. Yay. Loved it. And as I was scrolling, it's so funny. Um, <clears throat> this is like in the same string of emails. Um, okay. So this is that that was April 2019. That's when um, we went to this. uh we went to a festival together. I won tickets. I got him and his friend in, which is a big mistake. Um, and he literally, like, pushed me to the ground in front of a bunch of people. Like, everyone saw it. And, like, I tried to get him kicked out. 
didn't work out my way. They weren't freaking out anybody, really. Um, and I was literally there alone. Like, he got all his friends to come or whatever, and I was just there alone. And I remember calling my ex-best friend, and I was, like, crying. I was all alone. I was like, can you please come? Like, I'll buy your ticket. Like, I don't want to miss out on this. Like, it was, like, Miguel and, like, um, it was, like, Tara Walker and Miguel, Miguel, um, Jesse Reyes. So I have, a, like, my heartbroken self really has a soft spot for her because I remember, like, I was, like, got fucking physically assaulted and he screamed at and made out to like, and he was just like so mean to me. He's like, I, I was going to buy us food. Like he was so like, like mad about the fact that he was going to buy me food. Like as if I couldn't fucking afford my own food. Um, but yeah, anyways. <sighs> and then he went off and he had a good, good night, whatever. Like I give a shit. Um, I actually did give a shit. I'm not going to lie. But those emails were after that. Cause I was just like, this is so crazy. You're going to ditch me at like a, and like, this is probably why, like I like when in my relationships now, it's like, if you like leave in the middle of a fight, like it's, it makes me like, it, it takes me back to all these moments where like, I guess he just like, he left me, like he left me and he like would fucking put his hands on me, scream at me and then like leave me and then come back the next day and like say he was sorry and that he loved me and all this bullshit and all these emails and go back and forth like he was mean to me and then all the way like he sent me like three or four fucking mean emails basically you know saying oh did you fuck this guy you fucked a guy that night whatever like making some story up in his head making basically making up a story now that I look back at making up a story that made it okay for him to act a certain way towards me and like t basically calling me a slut like about me and like I'm high and mighty like I don't know I'm not a high and mighty type of person um you know I have a high sex drive and I, yeah I used to fuck people on the first date <laughs> does that make me go to hell like <laughs> hell's gonna be fun um but yeah that's all from that um he just literally <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> yeah, I just can't I literally can't he said, um, like, this is, I'm, like, still reading these April ones, because they're just so, there's so many of them, and it's, like, he's talking about, like, um, just tell me what you did last night, and I'll leave you alone forever, that's the least you can do, but no, you block me and post your ass all over the internet, like a fucking 19-year-old, and just do it to piss me off, tell me the honest truth, be honest, please, if you don't ever do anything else for me for the rest of your life, like, and sending me screenshots of all the texts that he sent me, like, I, I also did mention that, he would email me and shit, and like, uh -huh. <laughs> and then he found me on Instagram, fucking DMs me, he's blocked on there, but he'd send the screenshots, he's like, all I wanted to, like, he, I, he was so hell-bent on, like, and I don't know why people do this, like, if someone, like, went and fucked somebody, um, and even if I didn't know for sure, but if it was enough to make me this upset, just leave, just leave the person. They're not worth your fucking time. Like, don't like, and don't like, it's just not it. It's really, you're looking crazy. Like, even if I did fuck someone that night, now that I think about it, even if I did, we're done. Like, what do you need to know? Tested regardless. You shouldn't believe anything anyone says when they don't have a fucking liability to you anymore. When they don't, they're not in a relationship with you. They don't, no one owes us anything in this life. That's what I'm really, that's what this relationship really fucking taught me. It's like, bro. And he just DMs me, all this shit. All I want to know is if you fucked anyone last night. Like, what? 
I was literally sobbing. I don't know. I like I've like I've 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 been sad before and I've been through shit. But like I will say like one of my rock bottom experiences in that relationship was like first of all, how much my ass hurt from like like he really fucking shoved me and I like I hit the ground, y'all. Um and when I say everyone like moved away and no one did anything, like people came up to me and, because they saw me crying, but like I'm like this type of person that I'm like, yo, no, no, it's it's good, I'm good, I'm good, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, okay. Even if I'm fucking like hyperventilating crying, I'll be like, No, it's good, I'm okay. And like I'm kind of scary. So like people believe that. Like people will not help me once if I'm adamant about it. So that's basically what happened. And um, I was just crying and shit. Um, and then anyways, he has to continue his, this It's just like, I'm, I'm not, I'm doing this cause like I just, for myself kind of like, it makes it a little bit easier for me to like look back uh, and like narrate it and make sense of it. And so like, maybe it'll, it's, it, I know it's going to help me. I know it's going to help me. Um, and then he mentions is my exes. And like, this is another hallmark of like, I feel like our relationship where it was just like, like nothing, he could never let anything go. He couldn't like let my past go. He said, your exes are still thirsty and in love with you for some reason, all the time with you. And you can't see when someone is in love. It doesn't matter. Um, your exes are so obviously in love with you and you want a comfortable rebound. So you can talk to any of them and being untruthful with me is so fucking upsetting. You did that so fast so he starts like creating some like narrative where like I guess I rebounded with one of my exes and if if you if you are my ex you know that you don't even fucking live in the same city. like we live like at least two hours apart I all my exes um but yeah like that was like another thing I was like holy shit like he will never let shit go like he was always so intimidated um like so intimidated by the past like I still chose to go back to this guy like time and time and time and time and time again and like I tried to make him feel loved I tried to make him feel good about himself like there are times where he would like cry and just feel like worthless and like a loser and like you know basically all the things that I'd say that he is now in the relationship I would just try to make him feel like he was a good guy and he was you know it's okay that he wasn't where he wanted to be at life and like I could help him and like that was kind of like that was like my job, you know, and, and I happily accepted it. Like I would work on his resumes. I'd send him jobs. I'd apply to jobs for him. Um, I do anything for him. Like I fucking, I made his website, his art website. I paid for it. Um, cause I wanted him to do better. Like when you love somebody, you do, you, you want them to, you want them to excel in life. You don't want to see them, see them stagnant, especially you don't want to see them stagnant if, it's hurting them and it makes them unhappy and it makes them feel not, you know, depressed and shit. And that's honestly what I felt like. And I feel like even in my voice, you can tell, like, there's still a part of me that's always going to care about the people that I fuck with, like, you know, and, 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 and I try to just focus on that. Like, I want to take that from the relationship. Like I, I, I know d deep in my heart, like I'm the type of person that if I'm with somebody, I will do anything. If you need, you need me to do anything for you to, for you to progress. If, if I can help you, you let me know. I'll do it. Or like, I'll fucking listen. I pay attention and I'll do it, you know? Um, but it just wasn't the case. Um, all those things are from April. There's so many, like, like I said, there was 30 something emails. I'm scrolling back in time. Um, <laughs> and this is 2017. So, so um, Oh man, 2017. So this is like another blowout. 
And I'm mentioning this because, so, like, basically I'm talking about the behaviors that, like, I don't want to exhibit in myself because I think they're normal or expected in a relationship. So, um, it's, like, the, so not respecting time apart or whatever. Like, the all these, fuck, like, 32 emails and, like, one instance just because someone doesn't want to be with you is a little bit fucking psychotic. I think everyone can fucking admit, admit that. Um, and then <laughs> there was just, like, all this shit. Uh, about, oh my, I actually used to reply to him in 2017, so, like, I'm actually scrolling. (laughs) Oh my god, I can't believe I, like, really fucking spent my time. (laughs) Oh my god, this is an email from 2017. So, I don't know if you blocked my number or what the deal is. At least talk, and you can tell me that you no longer want to be with me, which I always did, but it, you know, you know how this goes. Um, I'm going to be at your parents' house after work, so please let me know if you'll be there. Otherwise, I'll be out waiting again. Like, <laughs> oh my god, what a, this is another one. What a, di- a disappointment you are. Can't even fight for someone you love. Definitely glad you show that you cannot handle an adult relationship and it's best it didn't go the next step for someone who gives up and doesn't appreciate or deserve a good partner. Like, what? Are you okay? Oh my god. Like, I already processed these and I was, like, really sad about them and, like, crying. (laughs) But now they're kind of fucking funny. (laughs) There's another one. Also, obviously, I'm coming to your work tomorrow and then going... This is another fucking thing. And going to your parents' house. So I guess I'll see you then. Like, why did I think this was acceptable? Oh my fucking god. Oh my god. This is so sad. These are so sad. This is so sad. The coldest hearted girl. <laughs> and then he's all these fucking attachments. And like the thing is like I didn't like I just I just knew it wasn't like you just know sometimes. And like I just got rung back in. I got rung back in. Like said all this bullshit to me, but like he still wouldn't like fucking <sighs> Oh my god. Now it's kind of upsetting me. But like basically what I would say Oh my god. It's just like, you know, looking back on all those things, um for me it's helpful because it's like, you know, there's a reason for everything. And you know, you thought like things like this were okay. And I will admit, like, I was so deep in that relationship and it affected me so much that like it's kind of fucking with my relationships now and my present and like I really can't fucking allow it. I refuse to let that shit continue. Like, I'm deading that right now. I'm deading that. Like, none of that shit is healthy. None of that shit is okay. And none of that shit is respectful. And I fucking feel so dumb because I was lucky enough to go with a mom that would remind me, like, love is cool and all, but respect. You need to be with somebody that respects you. And in that relationship, I didn't respect him. I didn't respect myself. There was no respect. Maybe there was love there. Maybe. I don't know anymore. Um, I fell in love to a much deeper level with my next relationship after him. But who knows how much love I could have in my life from now on, especially if I just fucking focus on 
getting, like, cutting those ties to that toxic shit. Like, we're cutting that shit out. No more toxicity 2021. That's what I'm saying here. No one should be popping up at your house when you don't want to talk to them. No one should be popping up at your work when you don't want to talk to them. No one should be emailing you when they're blocked on everything. And no one should be talking down to you and saying that you're a quitter or saying that you don't deserve an adult relationship because you don't want to work on things with them and you don't want to make it past this. Because usually people say that shit when you've already done this 30 times. And, you know, everyone wants it to work out. But you have to be an adult about shit and you have to be responsible and respectful to yourself and others. And sometimes you just got to call that shit quits. And if any of the 20 times I wanted to break up with him, I would have. It would have been so much better for me because we didn't. We kept getting back together. Like, I, I kept getting drawn back in. I, I, I Like, when I would see him sitting out there, I would go out to his car and I would talk to him. And I started slowly, I feel like, being brainwashed into thinking, oh my god, this is what love is. Love is when he shows up. He shows up at your house and he doesn't take no for an answer. That's how bad he wants me. That means he loves me the mostest. Like, shut the fuck, though, fucking dumb. I'm so dumb. Like, I cannot believe that shit. I cannot believe I really ate that shit up like cake. It was so, like, I really can't. And there's a part of me that still, like, believes that in my relationships now. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to you. And then inside my head, I'm like, oh, I hope he tries more to talk to me. And I need to cut that shit out. That shit is not cute. That shit is not cute. Like, I want to mean what I say. So, like, I don't want to be doing any of that shit. Like, that shit is just another level of trickery and games and confusion. And I don't want to do that shit. Like, yo, I really cannot believe it. And people that I used to work with can attest to this. Like, this shit would fuck with, like, and this shit will fuck with you in every single avenue of your life. It's not just like a you and him thing, like, or you and her, you and them. But, like, that shit will fuck up not just your mental with that person. It'll fuck up your friendships. It'll fuck up your fucking work. It'll fuck up your education, whatever the fuck it is. Because I was so fucking unhappy by the end of that shit. I swear to God, I quit my job and I had a good job, honey. But I literally was so fucking sad. And like, I just could not find the will to like, get my shit together and like I feel really bad because I was getting promoted at that job I was doing so good and I was working my ass off and I was finally making like good money and I was so happy about that one thing and this I feel like and this is what it is like insecure ass people like I feel like 2019 was when shit really started hitting the fan and 2019 was like when I got my job when I started making my bread and like when I was really like fuck my life I'm about to level up in life like I'm about to get my own spot I'm about to get my own like shit like I'm really about to like be a boss ass bitch and like whatever and then I literally looked at my unemployed ex and I'm just like bro like and I feel like that's really when shit started hitting the fan because like it was all Gucci hoochie for those like you know three years where like I, we were both kind of working jobs that we didn't like and not making enough money to like level up in life but then so it was cool like we were fine we were on the same level but like this person was already mad insecure already saying shit about exes already saying shit about social media and who's following you and then on top of that you have the next level and this person's mad insecure and you start making money and shit and you start being happy and you start getting promoted and they can't even be happy for you because they're fucking jealous and they're insecure. 
And I feel like that's really what started breaking that relationship down, 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 down. If not all the other bad factors, but it was like legitimately like your partner can't even be happy for you. Like, fuck. And I didn't even realize that till now. And then I let him take that shit away too. I fucking quit. I remember I called out for a week. And like, cause I was calling out for like days and days and days. And like, I was just like, I need a week off. Like, and I was going through some shit. Like everyone knew at my work. I saw a counselor, like my counselor was like at work. Like we have a like a fucking counselor at work. Like it was like basically working for a university, but it wasn't. We had hella resources and like, they were like, like it was just a lot. And like physically, like I had fucked up my arm as in physical therapy. There was just so much shit going on. And like, I just, I don't know. I crumbled y'all. And like, I will admit that. Like I really fucking crumbled. Like I was really grinding and then I just let everything just fucking take over and like take me over and take me under it was not I feel like I was riding this wave and like it I crashed off of it and I just drowned and it was just too much like it was way too much way too much and like I really just didn't know I should have like I should have asked for more help I should have been more honest about what was going on but I just kind of forfeited everything and it was not a good look, y'all. I was doing some crazy shit. And, like, I, then I just kind of went off the deep end after, like, I quit my job. Like, I started drinking way more. I started partying way more. Um, That's when I got my DUI um, and all this shit. So, it just was not cute. It was not cute. So, basically, towards, like, at the end of our relationship, though, I'm not done with this shit. We broke up, drunk fight, I got arrested, whatever. And you would think, y'all would really fucking think it would be the end, right? I mean, years of fighting, emails, like so depressed you quit your job, so depressed you start doing all this shit, so depressed that you just become a different person. And it's just so toxic and you know, it's so toxic and like, you can't like, it's just, it's just, no, it's just a big fat no, you know. And I got out of jail, which was also a very traumatizing experience. If anyone knows, um, I was really fucked up. Like I looked really up. I remember when I got to jail, they were like, I cannot believe you're the one that they arrested. Why did I let them arrest me? Cause I was like, oh, like, he's not going to have enough money to bail himself out of jail. And like, you know, like I'm the one, like I have the means, like I have the money. I can, I, I like, if he, if he goes to jail, he won't be able to get out. And I was just like, Oh my God. Now looking back, like I would love my fucking like seven grand back, bitch not worth it but like whatever I was and I was also fucking low like I was scared of him I'll admit it I was fucking scared I was scared okay um so a lot of weird decisions were made um that I'm obviously addressing just now um anyways you would think that would be the end but like and then when you get into like a domestic violence thing like you have a restraining order like automatically you guys cannot like just you can't be next to each other like guys can't be near each other like it's not allowed and like I was gonna I was like I can have like the police go I can go with them or I can have a friend go with the police and they can go go get my stuff from his house and bring it back to my parents house but I get out what happens who hits me up on my phone him Legally, not allowed to do that. Legally, shouldn't be texting me. Legally, shouldn't be calling me. Legally, shouldn't be in my neighborhood. Who's in my fucking neighborhood? Like, 
it's like this thing y'all like this is i'm just drawing out how fucked up this shit is so everyone really fucking understands like none of this shit is okay this is like a toxic shit on on drugs okay i want like even if even if you got like a little micro dose of this shit run run because you will not be able to fix this person and this person they know you're better than them and they will do anything they can do to make you on their level so they can keep you for longer. That's it. That's the name of the game. They don't love you. They don't really care about you. They don't want the best for you. They don't want you to move on and do better. They don't want you to level up. They don't want you to do any of that shit. They want you to progressively become a weaker version, a shittier version of yourself so they can entrap you in their fucking little game. That's it. That's it. You're a pawn. That's it. That's literally how I fucking feel about it. And like, these are realizations that I'm having just now. Because like months and months after that shit, I really felt like, damn, I still love this guy. Like I was still writing poems about this guy. I was so heartbroken about this guy. I was just like, I couldn't make sense of it. Meanwhile, I was falling in love with somebody else at the same time. So it was just mad fucking confusing. I was falling in love with somebody else while I was trying to fall out of love with somebody And it was just fucking crazy. And I was so, so, like, so drained and so tired. I was so tired after that shit. Like, I was so, I really thought, like, I I had some sense of peace when I, like, was in that jail. Because I was like, I know that this is the end. I know, I I swear to God, I want to see this motherfucker's face ever again. I just want it to be over. I want him to be like, this bitch took the fall. And... You know, I'll leave her alone because that's what I should do after this. You know what I mean? But it just didn't work out that way. He still showed up. And I feel like that illustrates everything that I, I, I was trying to say about everything. It's like, this person will not let you go. You have to make that decision for your fucking self because you have to love yourself more and respect yourself and know what you're worth. And like, I've avoided really addressing how all these things have impacted me and like reading that shit like I kind of all knew but I didn't realize how much of this stuff I had blocked off I had blocked out so much and I started I was there were times I missed him so much and I started I forgot all this shitty stuff that he did to me this like this fucker ruined my life in a lot of ways a lot of ways, you know what I mean? A fucking asshole. And like, I want to forgive him. And I, I feel like I have because I just feel like some people are just fucked up and sick. And like, some people don't want to do the work to be better. And like, that's who I was for this past year and a half. I was the type of person that I was in denial about my past. I was in denial of how that could impact me. I was in denial of the shitty person that I became by the end of that. And that was all his doing. Like I let him do that to me and I allowed it. And I, I, I assisted him and I played a hand in all of it. I'm not saying I'm the victim. Like, fuck that. I'm not the victim. I'm just a fucking person. I'm just a person on this planet that wants to be loved. That met the wrong person that wanted them to be the right person. And a lot of people are stupid. I want to make that very motherfucking clear. Like, I want to make that very motherfucking clear. Because what I felt at the end of that was embarrassment and shame and stupidity. And for those reasons, I didn't want to address the truth of the matter, which was I was damaged, I needed to heal, and I needed time. I wanted to go, 
I'm fine. I'm smart and I'm tough and I don't give a fuck. And I I don't hurt. I don't pine. I'm Gucci. I can keep it moving. My life is not going to pause for nobody. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what so- makes Sonia happy. And I didn't realize that by making those decisions, there was, there, there, I was just, I was just putting off the inevitable. Like you can't run from shit. You can't run from your past trauma. You really fucking can't. And I, and I, a part of me always knew that because I'm not a dumb person. I'm not, I'm very self-aware, but there was a part of me that just wanted to live in this magical land where I didn't have to heal from all that. Cause it, you know, and it's, it's not that you, it's, it's just that you're so tired. You're so tired. Like after all of that stuff, you don't want to think about it anymore. You don't want to accept it into your life. You don't even want to let it in your head because it's just so, you're so tired and you're so sick of it. Like I was dead ass so sick of uh, thinking about this person. I was dead ass so sick of reading shit. I was so sick of like all being trapped. And it's like, I just want to break that shit and move the fuck on. But like, it doesn't work like that. At least for me, now that I'm realizing as much as I wanted to just move on, it's something that has scarred me and I, I need to let that shit heal. It's like I have a wound on my body that like I needed to go to surgery for and I decided I could just, you know, put a little baby bandaid on it and it's good. And I ignored it for so long and like now I took the bandaid off and that shit is like infected, yo. I know that's kind of a gross fucking uh, <laughs> comparison, but you know, I, I like my I like my uh, similes and metaphors, y'all. So. So now I have even more work to do. I have I I put off I put off the issue and like I'm a, I'm kind of I'm addressing an emotional wound as a physical wound quite literally because I've I've realized that I need to start really fucking taking care of those emotional wounds just like I would with a physical wound. And you know, I can't just like ignore a physical issue that I have. I can't ignore a cough or a cold, like, you know, so that's all it really fucking is at the end of the day. And it sucks because I don't really want to do it, but it's inevitable because it's going to fucking envelop and totally run my life and totally ruin it and destroy it if I don't take care of it. And, you know, in in another vein, it's like, if you don't take care of it, you're hurting hella people in the process and, and, and you're becoming more and more like this person that you a don't want to think about and B never want to be like, so why the fuck keep doing this shit? And I don't really know where to go from here, but it's like all this shit just came from simple fucking reflection. And sometimes you just got to do that reflection. Like I, like I listen to voice memos on top. Like I'm not playing any of that shit. I did. I listen to voice memos and videos that I also had, um, of like the whole situation like so it's not even like uh the emails and texts and shit so it's much more than that so like if you're in a situation at least for me I say if you feel ballsy enough like voice memo record that shit or record it on video listen to it back like listen to that shit back and see how 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 that person talks to you because it's not okay most of the time there people are really good at gaslighting manipulating the fuck out of the situation especially when they're older than you and you're young and you just kind of don't really know how to navigate the situation serious relationships so all that shit, I would say, that's really what's like, put it all into perspective. It's like, it's really easy to like, look at all the pictures and videos and 
this and that and all the, like the highlight reels but it's a lot more difficult about it like did the good shit outweigh the bad did the bad shit outweigh the good what the fuck is going on here you know and how does someone talk to you sometimes in in the moment of a fight or in the moment of an argument you don't realize how the fuck that person's talking to you so like for me i, I rewatched some of these videos i rewatched some of these fucking vo- i listen to these fucking voice memos and i was just like oh my god like i felt so bad for me I was like, I feel so bad for that girl. And I realized that girl is me. Like that girl is me. And that's not fucking okay. Like I keep thinking about this one from 2017 where I'm li- I'm dead ass fucking crying, yo. I'm crying and I'm like begging this, like begging. I was like, just please leave me alone. Like leave me alone. I just want to be left alone. And I could see it and like, I could like hear it. I could hear that shit in my voice, how much I meant it, like how desperate and sad I was. And like, that was only 2017. I put up with that shit for a lot longer. Like, (laughs) I just don't know. I don't even know. It's just like so crazy. And like, I just feel like a completely different person now and and in good ways and bad. But at least I know now that like, there's no way I'm about to become that type of person. And there's no way I'm about to continue accepting that behavior. And there's no fucking way that I'm gonna just keep it pushing and not really address these issues because like I'm not about to let the wound get further infected and I'm not gonna fucking hurt nobody and I'm pretty sure that person I mean I'm sure he's doing the same fucking shit because it's really it's really hard like it's like it's it's all good like we could all put on um makeup and a cute you know little fucking outfit and shit and you know, like attract someone that way. But it's, I think it's probably far more attractive to actually deal with your baggage and your trauma and shit like that. And that's fucking hot. Like, that's okay. So I'm sure he's going to keep it pushing and put on a, like, you know, whatever. But it's like, that's never going to really fucking work unless you really heal and try to change and be better from whatever the fuck happened. And it is what it is, you know, it is what it is. So I figured, you know, it's only the second episode of this year and I've been really shitty because the last few months, like the last month of December, I just didn't record anything at all. But I did want to say since it's a new year, so might as well reflect on the past, make goals for the future and, you know, make these realizations now. I know a lot of people are kind of going, I know a lot of people are going through breakups right now. Like a lot of people are ending shit. And I think it's like a good, like, this is me. If you're going through some shit like that and you're kind of romanticizing anything about the past, maybe like give yourself a little reality check. Or if you feel like you hear any of these behaviors and like you have seen them in your partner or like you're used to having them in a relationship, like it's something to really check yourself with. Cause like I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, I really like let all this shit run my life and now I expect this shit in a relationship. And that's why like I was looking at when I was like on TikTok and shit and I saw that fucking TikTok, I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. Because it was like, oh, you went from a really toxic relationship to a really healthy one. Would you like creating drama in your head because you're always used to being something being wrong? Assuming every argument or disagreement is going to end in a breakup. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so that's basically that like little fucking 10 second thing that like really hadn't got my got my brain rolling and really just made me want to hop on and like randomly start recording this and it actually kind of works out because it's Monday so I don't know if I'll be posting this tonight or tomorrow but if you are going through it going through a breakup going through a toxic breakup going through any of that bullshit been in an abusive relationship want to heal want want to feel less alone any of the above you are not alone and 
you know, you don't always have to live in the shadow of that shit. If you make the choice to be better and heal yourself and love yourself again, it is totally fucking possible. Am I there yet? No. Will I be there? Most motherfucking definitely. Thank you for listening. Bye!